You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, so this morning, I want us to look and meditate on something that um, I trust the Holy Spirit will quicken and will bless us with in Jesus' name. And actually, if I were to take a text, I might take the text from Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. And it would be just the first path. And that passage says, in the beginning, God created what? The heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And why do I take that? Because you look at that passage and it goes on and it says, in verse 2, it says, The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there is still, and there is still light. Praise the Lord. And as you go further on, you'll find out that every time God said, let there be, there was no contention. Praise the Lord. Everything God said, let it be, what happened? Became. And what we have till today is what God said, what? Let it be. Praise the Lord. Now, if you also come with me, uh, Hebrews 13 verse uh, 8, it says something there. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday today and forever jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever and in the gospel of john chapter one we are also told in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god verse two says he was in the beginning with god and three now says all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made praise the lord he says all things we are made through jesus christ the word and without jesus christ the word nothing was made that was made so all that we see all that we have this billions of stars and billions of galaxies that the scientists, not necessarily believers, they are just seeing what they are seeing. Praise the Lord. All that they are seeing was made by your God. Praise the Lord. And now, interestingly, they say this is how he made it. How did he make it? He made it through Jesus Christ. How? By his word. So he spoke his word, and these things, what? Became, and they are still. Are you together with me? Praise the Lord. So he said, without him was nothing made. It means that the raw material for everything that we see, everything that we are yet going to see, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the earth, the iron, the mineral resources, the food, the fruits, the, everything, the raw material for everything in our world is what? The word of God. The word of God is the raw material. 
all the other things that we call raw materials are secondary raw materials. Are you with me? Secondary raw materials. So you're wearing a cotton shirt, and if they ask you what your shirt is made of, you say it's cotton. You're correct, but more than that, before there was a cotton tree, the word of God said, let there be out of the ground growing what? The cotton tree. So at the back, back, back of all that there is, is what? The word of God. The word of God. Now, going from this direction, because on Wednesday, we looked at a passage which quite a lot of us are well. Hebrews 4.12. And it said to us, the word of God is living and powerful. Okay? The word of God is living and powerful. And it goes on to say, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. But we saw that, and it, it was it quickened something in me. The Word of God is living. How many of you have your Bibles here? Do you have your Bibles? Or better still, how many of you have heard what has been said now? Do you know that the same way in the beginning, the Word of God created what we see, the word of God from what we are reading has not retired. The word of God is still alive. The word of God is still creating. The word of God is still directing. Is someone getting me? The word of God is still sustaining. The word of God is still transforming. Why? We are told that Jesus Christ, we read Hebrews 13, 8, is the same when yesterday, he's the same word today, and he's the same word forever. So if um, billions or whenever years ago he spoke, and things happen today if he speaks what is going to happen things will still continue to happen and at the end of the day every word of his must still come to fulfillment in fact our lord jesus himself was speaking to us in the scriptures and said the heavens and the earth will do what pass away the heavens and the earth the heavens are what we can see they are touchable this, all these galaxies, the stars and all of them. It says they will pass away. But not a jot, not a tittle of my word will do what? Will go unfulfilled. So we see Jesus telling us that his word is powerful. His word is relevant. His word never grows out of style. His word never becomes still. His word is his word. Word. So if his word is that, all that, brethren, what attitude should I have towards the word? What should be my relationship towards the word? Let me ask a question. I don't need an answer. But how many of us feel uncomfortable if for a day or two you don't spend time reading the word of God? Or you don't spend time listening to the word of God. Technology has made it easy now. You can even be exercising now and be listening to the word of God. Even though, I mean, you can't match the concentration. The same way, if you can be exercising and be eating pounded yam and uh, obono soup, then it's okay. But there are some things that need you to sit down very well. Am I right? So that you can gather everything that is involved. So, but, I mean, just because of technology, you can actually be taking a walk. And be listening to the word of God. So I just want to ask, what has been your relationship with the word of God lately? Do you buy the messages and listen to them? Do you, you know, uh, open your Bible and study it and find out what is this word saying to me today? Don't raise your hand. Praise God. Let's do as if the question was never asked. 
Why is that so? Still going somewhere. Why is that so? The Bible makes us understand that the just shall live by faith. If you're a believer, if I'm a Christian, and you're a Christian, which I want to believe we all are, it means we are expected to live by what? By faith. We are to live by faith. And what does it mean to live by faith? Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to even tell you how this all began. Because Hebrews 11, just like I was saying, I was reading the Bible, and I saw Hebrews 11, verse 1. And it says, faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. Okay, can you see the way all of us completed the statement? So what is faith really? Substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. I must confess to you, when I read it, I was like saying to the Lord, please help me. This is not adding up. How does this help me? Like I've confessed to you, when I read the Bible, I want to look for things that will help me. Okay? So when the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. And it now comes to say, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How does it help me? How do I live by it? Okay? How do I live by it? The second line says what? Let's see verse 2. Verse 2 says, For by this faith, okay, the elders did what? Obtained a good report. Okay? So this faith is so important that for you and I to obtain a good testimony in this life and in the life to come, we will do what? We must live by it. So I went back to verse 1 again. Let's go back to verse 1. So faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I was trying to find out what can I take from here that will help me. So how did the elders obtain a good testimony? Where were they living? It says the substance. So they lived in the substance, praise the Lord, of what they hope for, isn't it? Praise God. Then the second line says the evidence of what things not seen. So the elders lived where they didn't see. Is that what they're saying? I need you to help me. Or you've never pondered on that verse before. Or you got it all together. Because if you do, we have a mic here. You can just help me explain that verse 1. Praise God. You know, there are different... Put, put, put another translation. Put um, the NLT. Let's see what it says. NLT, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Any other translation of verse 1. It says, faith is a confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It's even a bit simpler. It gives us assurance about things that what? We cannot see. So living by faith means that what? I live... Being assured of what I cannot see. Are you with me? Isn't that what he's saying? This is making it simpler, right? Thank God for simpler translation. And then he says the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Now, this brings the second part of the question or the next part because this throws a question to me. We are doing a bit of how to read the Bible. So, faith is the confidence that what I hope for will actually happen. Now, the question is this. What am I allowed to hope for? Now, someone comes to church, a young man comes to church, you know, and he's not married. And then he sees the lady and says, that's the one I want. I claim her by faith. Praise the Lord. Hasn't he exercised faith? Then he will now begin to do what? To expect that it will happen. And then after service, he sees the lady he had claimed by faith. He sees one bearded man with white hair, you know, holding her and five children running behind her. What will happen to his faith? The faith can kill all the man and the five children. And then oh, only the man. And what would have happened? It would have meant that he didn't get it. So it's not always like that. Are you getting my point? It's not everything that I expect that will happen. 
there has to be something that guides it. It's not everything that you know, I want. No, that's not what the scripture is saying. So that's how come we're taken to verse 3. Now, if you go to verse 3, any of the translations, take me to verse 3. Verse 3 says, by faith we understand. Let me hear you say understand. Faith is to give understanding. Are you with me? Faith is to give what? Understanding. Faith is a tool for understanding. Life is lived in understanding. Everybody behaves based on what he understands. Am I right? The reason you come here now and when they say sit down, you just sit on this chair is because you've looked at this chair and seen it's four-legged and it's designed to carry your weight. Isn't it? So you throw your, you release your whole weight on that chair and relax, not worry. But if you stop by at maybe your mechanics or some place and there's some, you know, wooden benches there and all of that and they say, take a seat. What do you immediately do? You, you check it, okay, to see whether you can what? Live by this chair. Can you put your weight on it? Okay, so the Bible is saying here, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was what? Formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from what? Anything that can be seen. Very important. So, so, if this is true, and it is true, praise God. Then what is faith telling me? Faith is telling me that the entire universe, if we go back to Genesis 1-1 where we started, was formed at what? God's spoken word. Am I right? Are you with me this morning? That entire universe is what? A creation of God. And how did God create it? Very important. How? By what? The word he spoke. So then, faith is that a man, a people, live entirely by God's spoken word. It was what our Lord Jesus Christ answered the devil at one of the temptations. He says, man shall not live by what? Bread alone. But what? By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, taking that statement alone, I want you, do you know how important bread is? Bread in that sense does not just mean bread. It means food. Do you know how important food is? For our Lord Jesus Christ to make a statement and say that man shall not live by food alone. It means he's saying that the next thing, the thing man should live by is more essential than food. Are you with me? What he's saying there is that this thing, food, as much as it's the biggest of deal to a lot of people, he said, I'm telling you, there's something that carries more weight. That's what he said. And the life of faith for you and I, Sars and Mars, is the life when the word that proceeds from the mouth of God becomes stronger for us a desire, stronger for us as a control than the very food we eat. Now, how many people haven't had breakfast here? You've not had breakfast. Okay, quite a few of us. Okay. Now, imagine if the spirit moves me and I take the service till about 1 p.m. and I begin to go to 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. No matter, you will love the pastor. But you see, bread, 
your necessity for bread will make you get up from this chair. Am I right? And uh, puff puff. Uh, there's puff puff there. You see, something else will tell you. I know pastor is saying something that is a bit helpful. But you see, man must work. Isn't it? Hallelujah. And you have to get up and go and satisfy that hunger. Why? It is necessary. Praise the Lord. Food is necessary. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. But for you and I here today, the Spirit of God wants you to know that His word to you is a bigger deal. Praise God. His word to you is what? A bigger deal. Let's not even begin to talk about the other things of life. Like clothing and the rest of them. Because you know when God created us, we're meant to be covered. Hello? When God made us, we're meant to be covered. We're supposed to just walk in his glory. You know? But um, all these things have become so. They've become like necessities now. But food is the one that at least from Genesis chapter 1, you know, 2, man had to eat. Okay? But Jesus is saying to you and I that my word... My word is more important to you than food. Now, somebody listening to me also might think, I understand, I need to know the word so that I can tell somebody and I can answer questions. No, 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 that's not where we're going to. You need to know the word because your salvation, your deliverance, your healing, your prosperity, everything about you is in the word of God. It's in the word of God to you. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, let's come from a different direction now. I'm still trying to get intro, but the way I'm looking at it is like you're not, we're not um, on, on the same page. I'm, I'm going round and round. Let me ask another question. How many of us know that the children of Israel, when they cried out to God, when they were in bondage in, in, um, in Egypt, that the Lord worked ten wonders to bring them out? The tenth one was the... The killing of the firstborn children of Egypt, the firstborn sons of Egypt. Okay, ten wonders, am I right? In that process, he put, um, there was lies, there was um, uh, um, hail, stones, all of that. And all these things, water was turning into blood. All these things, they could see it. Praise the Lord. Okay, so there were ten signs, ten wonders that God worked in Egypt. Praise the Lord. Ten signs God did. And he brought them out of Egypt. Now at the verge of the Red Sea. You know what the children of Israel said? They said to Moses, Moses, we told you, you should have allowed us die in Egypt. Because now the Egyptians are going to come and kill us. Now take a step back. The God who serially jumped and passed your firstborn sons. And knew which house to enter. To kill the firstborn sons of the children of Egypt. The God who made the Egyptians give you all their wealth and all their treasure. Just by you asking. From being a slave, you became the owner of the resources, the wealth of Egypt. The God who had worked all that deliverance, all of a sudden to them. That same God could not keep them from the same Egyptians. Why? You know why? Because they did not have faith in God. This morning, I've come to tell you, don't even believe what you see. Believe the word of God. Because if it's seen, you know some people say, if people see wonders, they'll believe. 
What kind of wonder? The children of Israel were looking like this. And in their own area, let's take it, they lived in uh, Guagua Karimu. Guagua Karimu, there was sunlight. Maitama, okay, where are the, where are the places big men live? Maitama, Wusetu, and the rest of them. Complete darkness. They saw it all. Day, night, all of that was passing. Complete darkness. The God who showed them all those wonders, all of a sudden, they could not trust the same God to keep the Egyptians from killing them at the verge of the Red Sea. You know why? They were lacking what you're learning today. Man shall not live by signs and wonders. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Somebody is in church here today and you're wishing and asking God to do something major so that you'll believe him. Can I bet you, if you are true to yourself and look back a couple of weeks back or months or years, God had done a bigger major thing and now you still don't believe him. You see, unfortunately, I wish it were not true. Quite a number of Christians don't have faith in God. Quite a number of Christians are living their lives by thrills and excitement. And that's why it's as though you're not making the kind of progress you should make. Why? Because faith is a life source. Let me step back again and give you another illustration. In Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, 1, 2, 3, and then 4, 8. You can read it for me, everybody, from 1, 2, 3. It says, now the Lord has said to Abraham, what? Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, just pause there. Now, if this voice came to you, now, get out of your, you just completed your house. Eh? Just did house dedication, house warming. Eh? House and office complex together. And then in the night, the voice of the Lord says, my son, my son, <laughs> get up, pack everything, pack one suitcase, not everything, one suitcase, and go from here to a land I will show you. In the morning, what will you do? He said, I beg, watch the car, let me go to work, Joe. You see, because how can, praise the Lord. You see, how, I mean, look at, look at, look at this blessing that God has blessed me with. Can the same God be asking me what? To pack and leave it. I mean, the devil must be, must be drinking or gogoro. Do you understand? You, you can't, you can. Abraham was not a poor man. But the Bible said in verse 4, so what? Abraham departed as the Lord had what? Spoken to him. As the Lord had spoken to him. Why? Because Abraham, the Bible now tells us, believed God and what happened? It was accounted to him as what? Righteousness. The man or woman, the Christian, who believes the word of God is righteous. The truth is, for you to be saved, you have to believe the word of God. Because nobody has seen hell and nobody has seen heaven. 
Even the thing that many of us said, ah, I was really a sinner. For some people, you have to explain to them how that thing you call sin is sin. But you heard the word of God and you believed it. You embraced it. You said this is true. He said, this must be the real position. And then you adjusted. Okay? So Abraham, the Bible says, got up and departed. And heaven got a signal. We have somebody here who is ready to live by faith. And that's what the Bible began to tell us in Hebrews 11, in verse 2. It said, by this acting, only on the voice of God, the elders did what? obtained a good testimony acting only by the voice of God now as we go further on this it begins to be clear what we're talking and I'll try and give you a few illustrations just to help but in Numbers 14 God himself was lamenting Numbers 14 verse 20 Moses had pleaded uh, with, with the Lord to forgive the children of Israel and this is what the Lord said in verse 20 then the Lord said, I pardon according to your word. 21. But truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Now 22, it says, because all these men who have seen my... Note it, please. If you have your Bible, you may underline this passage. It says, all these men who have seen my... What did they see? What are you waiting to see so that you can go to the next level? Who have seen my glory, and what else did they see? And the signs which I did in Egypt, and the signs which I did. These men were eating food that was not planted. Food that was not bought. They get up in the morning, they go out. You see, thank God they were not eating fruits. Because if it was fruit, they say the sun would grow it. They were eating pastries. Imagine finding meat pie raining. No, not meat pie, shawarma. You open inside, you see the leaves, you see everything, you see the sausage inside. And it's dropping from the sky. It says these men had what? They had seen all the signs in the wilderness. And yet, what did they do? They have put me to the test. Now, how many times? These ten times, I have not failed them all, and yet they won't heed my voice. I can close this sermon now and go. Let everybody go and think. It says these men, they saw the signs in Egypt. They are still eating of miracle food now. They have tested me ten times. I have not failed once. And yet, when I speak, they will not say, Oh, God has spoken. Faith is to take the word of God seriously. It's to take the word of God as more necessary, more substantive than everything. And you know, when our Lord Jesus Christ says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It means that man truly cannot live by bread alone. Because if I'm living by bread alone, the devil can play football with me. If I'm living by feelings alone, the devil can play football with me. If I'm living by sight alone, the devil can play football with me. But there is something the devil can touch. And it is the life of faith. And the Bible says that by faith, by faith, these elders obtained a good testimony. And then it says, this is the victory that overcomes the world. John writes it. Our word, our faith is something you should be asking. I want to live by faith. Let me say, I want to live by faith. I want to get faith. I want to get it. 
Because as I saw this, I said, what? This is the thing I thought my experiences. He said, no. What have you seen? Every Christian in this generation, you know what? You have seen, you've not seen one one thousand of what the children of Israel saw. And yet they saw all of it and they didn't have faith. So faith does not come by what you see. The Bible told us how faith comes. You see, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So, you see, because we, we live in a time where the enemy is just bombarding us. He can come and tell you, ah, we are missing the days of signs and wonder. Don't mind him. The sign we have in our generation is more than the sign when uh, whatever was falling from the sky. You know why? Because you have the word of God. They had to queue up to hear what God was saying. We have the word of God. You have the word of God on my phone alone, up to 30, 40 translations. Do you know that a few hundred years back, if the church found you with the word of God, it was a crime. We have what generations before us have not touched. We have someone, you, for no price, you just put your phone and somebody will be reading the Bible for you. In the beginning was the word and you're eating food and they're just reading it for you. And you're asking for another sign. What sign do you want to see? You want to kill somebody? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Be because, you see, what it is is this. The Bible says the things which we're reading, we're reading for our what? Examples. We should look at them and learn. So, you see, when God, you know, miraculously does something for me, then I'll know God is powerful. It wouldn't help if already I do not believe that the same God with his voice spoke the Son into being. What else will he do that will make me believe? What is he going to do? The children of Israel, while they were eating miracle food, they were saying God is wicked. While they were carrying gold that they did not earn, diamonds, trinkets that they didn't earn, they were still saying God was wicked. You know why? Because they did not believe his word. You see, the word is, I don't want to say it's description. No wonder the Bible says the word is Jesus. And how do you begin to describe Jesus? Praise the Lord. How do you begin to put him? The word is, is so deep. And, you know, the best I may do today is just have us to pray. And say, Lord, give me faith. Give me genuine faith. But why am I bringing this to us today as a church? Because we are asking for things that will not help our faith. We are asking for several things. And in your mind, you feel that if God does this thing, this thing, eh? Ah, my faith will just go like this. It's a lie. What God will do for your faith to go like this? He did it in Genesis 1. God said, let there be light. When you open your eyes now, you see light. How did it happen? God said it, Abby. What it should now be is that if God says to you, Peter said, Peter got a bit of it. He understood it. Peter said to Jesus, ah, Master, is that you? He said, it is I. He said, Master, if it is surely you, tell me to come to you walking on water. And Jesus said, come now. And what happened? Peter started going to Jesus walking on water. Why? Because Peter understood that Jesus created the water. So the properties of water are subject to obey Jesus. So if law of flotation and buoyancy and all of that should have made me sink, if Jesus tells me to come, water will know that is the master, the one who made him that asked me to come. You see, faith brings itself and every situation, it keeps it far above it. 
So sometimes if you really live by faith, you'll be behaving like a madman. Because when people expect you to be crying, you'll be laughing. You know why? Because in that situation, you look into the word of God. It says rejoice. And again, I say, the person that was telling us to rejoice was not having love feast. He was in prison. The word of the Lord says, let the weak say I am what? He didn't say let the strong say I am strong. Have you ever wondered that? Because the strong is a physical situation. And anybody may be in that position. But he's saying, if you are mine, and you're in that condition, this is what my word says concerning you. Now, it's your choice to say, but I'm not feeling like that. But I don't feel like that. It's your choice. But then, if you believe God, what you will say is what? What God says. And the truth is this. As you now begin to say what God says, what happens is that you enter into the reality. Praise the Lord. You enter into the reality. So in the scriptures, there are things that happen there that are quite interesting. I want to see how we can quickly touch some of them. Christianity in Luke chapter 1, we are told about two combined miracles. The birth, the conception and birth of John the Baptist. And in Luke 1, let's go to Luke 1. Luke 1, 18 and 19, Zacharias and and the wife. When the angel came to Zachariah, and said, okay, this is what is going to happen. You're going to have a child. That's before 18. Zachariah said to the angel, Zachariah was a righteous man. Zachariah said to the angel, he said, angel, I heard you. Praise the Lord. He heard the angel clearly, didn't he? So what did he say? He said, how can this thing work? How can I know this? How will I know this? He said, because, you see, if you had brought this message to me 40 years ago, when I was in my 30s, or maybe even in my 40s, I will understand, but I'm approaching a centenary now. I'm 90-something, okay? And my wife also is not even uh, so much better. Now, the angel answered, are you following? The angel answered and said to him, no, you miscalculated your years. You are 25 years and your wife is 19. Is that what the angel said? Let's look at what the angel said. That's faith. Let's look at it. And the angel answered and said to him, everybody, let's read. He says, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of, last week we looked at the presence of God, and was sent to do what? To speak to you. When God sends his word to you, he has sent creation to you. He said, I don't care how old you, I don't even care whether you live in Sokota and she lives in Shagamu. I brought the word of God. The same word that is keeping the earth oscillating. The same word that is keeping the sun. The same word that is giving you water and everything. It's that same word that said you will conceive. Now, the rest of the business is your own. But they did something to help him. Thank God. And I wish they could do that for me. I wish they could do that for all of us Nigerians for Nigeria. You know what they did? They said, this is your mouth. Mm. The angel said, the way I see this man's mouth, he will scatter everything. So they made him not to be able to speak. Now, you know why? If he can't speak, he can't count it. And that's how, like, joke, like, joke. While the man was, went home and called uh, uh, Elizabeth, I was trying to describe to Elizabeth, Elizabeth, before we know it, something happened. Like, joke, like, joke, something happened, isn't it? And the Bible says, she that was barren, what? 
conceived of a child. Let's go down in the story. We'll share another one. We'll see the one of, uh, of um, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Virgin Mary. We'll see the same scenario playing out there. And we'll see the way it worked out there. If you come to 26, it says, Now in the sixth month, the same angel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Somebody here has found favor with God. You have no reason to be afraid. I'm telling you the truth. You have no reason to be afraid. Okay? So it says, 31, now, And behold, you, Mary, will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Okay? He went on and on and on. And in 34, when he was done, Mary said, I heard you, 34. I want you to see the point I'm taking. These people heard him. So part of the prayers we're going to pray, Lord, let me hear you well. Isn't it? These people heard him. So Mary heard the angel. Now what did Mary say? Help me, everybody. How can this, I heard you, that I will conceive and bring forth a child. This Jesus you're talking about. He said, I've heard you. But how can it work? How can it be? How can it be? How can it be? Since I'm a virgin. How, how do such things happen? Okay. Do I go and find a man? Now look at what the angel said. 35. The angel answered and said to her, this is what is going to happen. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. 37. I jump to 37. Okay, let me read 36. Say, now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, you also know how difficult that one was, has conceived in her old age. And this is now the six months. So if you're talking of impossible things, impossible things are happening around you. For somebody here, impossible things are happening around you already. You need to just open your eyes. Praise the Lord. So it says, for with God, what? Nothing will be impossible. It was, the angel was saying to Mary, Mary, I've not brought you a suggestion. I've not brought you news review. I've not brought you statistics report. I've not told you that the recession is over. I've brought you the word from the Lord. It's someone with me. He says, I brought you the word from the and every word of God is possible with him. That's what he said. I, he says, You're not going to find a man. God has his agency to complete his process. In Genesis 1, we read, when God spoke, the Spirit of God was what? Hovering over the face of and the Spirit of God brought it to me. This morning you have come to church. I've come to tell you, take your life a notch higher. Live by faith. Live by the word of God. Let the Holy Spirit produce for you. Let the Holy Spirit proceed through you. Let the Holy Spirit find expression in you. This is the life of the believer. The life of the believer. The Bible says, know you not that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. The true Christian is someone who the Holy Spirit has taken over. So when the word of God comes to him, he says, amen. The Holy Spirit performs it. Listen to me. If you sat down and analyzed how to live a Christian life and this thing that we're learning is not true, you give up. Because Christianity, I say it here and you know, I can never overemphasize. Christianity asks you to do things that are impossible. And every genuine Christian, everyone who is genuinely a Christian will understand what I'm saying. Those who are not genuinely Christians, don't worry. Because you see, how can you live 
and I mean, let's not even talk about marriages. I mean, just, just how can you love your neighbor as yourself? You're not me. Why should I love you as, I mean, in a world where economy t- teaches us that the basic assumption is that resources are scarce, isn't it? So if I find somewhere that I can get 10 and my neighbor gets zero, why shouldn't I? Because I don't know tomorrow. Tomorrow I may need 11, and then I'll now have only one to borrow. But you see, Christianity says no. Believe God, obey God, and leave the rest to God. If you're serious about this faith, then you have to get ready to live by faith. If you're serious about your Christian work, it says, what about my enemies? Isn't it safer if, if their arms are broken, their legs are broken, and are locked up? He said, no. Feed them. If they have bruises, treat them. If they need help, give them. Ah, if my enemy becomes strong, what will become of me? Am I not endangered? Uh-huh. But Christianity says live by faith. Why? Because when your own ways are pleasing to the Lord, what will happen? He makes even your enemies to be what? That peace does not mean that they'll be clapping. You know? They will attempt, but they will keep failing. So after some time, they'll salute. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Christian has been called to live by faith. Come with me to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Because these are some of those things that um, only the, the Spirit of God can help one to grasp. The Bible says teaching spiritual truth with spiritual word. In Luke chapter 4 verse, verse 32, we're told of an account that happened there. And let me read from 31. It says, then they went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Jesus' word was with authority. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. 35 says, But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst. He came out of him and did not hurt him. Note this. When Jesus said to the man, or to the demon, be quiet and come out of him, what did the demon first do? Are you following me? What did the demon first do? Did he just come out immediately? Help me now. You want us to stand up again? The demon showed his power. The man was not on the floor. He was standing. The demon threw him down. Probably did some vibrations and all of that. But finally, what did the Bible say? It said he came out of him and did not what? Hurt him. Many times after the word has gone forth, the devil tries to do film trick. But if you believe God, you know that the sun has not collapsed. The Bible says there was that weight upon the Lord. What did they do? They renewed their strength. You see, there's a knowledge of God that gives you strength. In this scenario now, if people were there, and people were there, you see their reaction. When Jesus spoke, and the devil said, ah, this one is more powerful than the one who spoke. Because remember, Jesus didn't vibrate to. He just said, be quiet and come out. The other one, yeah, yeah. So if you're watching that match immediately, you said, ah, that one is the more powerful one. But we don't know how long, five minutes, five seconds, that same one did what? Got out and the man was free. Now, look at what the people said. Verse 36 says, And they were all amazed 
and spoke amongst themselves saying, what a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits. And what happened? And they come out. What a word this is. And this was where the Spirit of God said, Now, if these people, which we don't know their position, but you and I now, if these people believe Genesis 1-1, if they believe that the one who spoke to the demon was the one who spoke grasses to grow, who spoke the animals to multiply, who spoke the birds of the air into being, who spoke to the seas, and ask them to be filled with the living creatures. If they believed all of that, would they be astonished that a demon got out? That's where we want to get to. Where you so believe God that wonders become like good morning to you. Let's rise on our feet. I want to get to where I really believe God. Are you with me? Where I really believe God. They said, what a word is this? They were astonished. What happened? A demon came out. But it's the same God who made flesh in the womb of your mother to begin to form to bones. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Lord, increase my faith. 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 Your word spoken to me. Your word received by me is power. Your word held to by me. Somebody's trusting the Lord for the salvation of a loved one. His word by you ah. <laughs> the world has not cannot will never raise any force anything that can stand in the way of a person of faith because the person of faith aligns with the creator and the creative power nobody no sickness no circumstance oh no 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 it's not possible it's not possible impossible things yes where the word of god has not spoken where the agenda of god does not have an agenda but today god is saying to you and i don't even wait for the next sign. Can you believe me now? Can you believe me now? Can you have a good testimony before the heavens? The Bible says when those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. It said a book of remembrance was opened. And they were saying this one believes God. I want you today to say to the Lord. I want to enter into the records of those who believe you. The Bible says this, this generation of Israel in the wilderness. It said they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized by Moses. They all ate the miracle food. They all saw the wonders. But I couldn't help them. He said why? 
because all that they saw and all that they heard they never mixed it with faith I don't have time maybe at the next study we'll look at it but there's a generation of people that the Bible says of them they have a different spirit they say these ones will possess my promise I want you to ask the Lord the year is coming to an end but I want my faith to be reignited I want my faith to be quickened I want today to be the beginning of the day where I can say you are living by faith where the things that are seen the things that are felt the things that are experienced will never carry weight in my life as much as the voice of the living God I want you to desire that sincerely and as we do this I want to ask somebody here are you ready for the life that is to come oh if nobody has told you we understand the creator of this world in the book of Revelation he's going to come back and he's going to separate men from men the Bible says and the books will be opened and there will be a book called the book of life and in that book of life whosoever that his name is not found it means the first process is that they will look for your name and if your name is not found in that book it says such persons will be thrown into the lake of fire why? because the Bible says the wages of sin is death what is sin? sin is a man living in rebellion in disobedience out of sync with his creator now what is the solution? the same God said for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever this is the sin as us now that will believe in him he said we will not perish but will have everlasting life that is why I can stand before you today because at some point in my life I saw that I was a sinner and the wages that were waiting for me was condemnation and I cried to the Lord and said save me and he saved me today is your own day and I can pray with you anywhere you are raise your hand if you want me to pray with you Jesus save me today you've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at Eden Center Banex Guarimpa Expressway near Next Kashinkari Abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.